great experience last night. I was at the uh, Palm Beach Kennel Club. Not that I was there, you know, gambling or anything. I was there for a Palm Beach Tea Party meeting. And uh, Brandon, no, I was just going to say, Adam Brandon, Brandon Judd I'll be meeting with tomorrow in D.C. But um, Adam Brandon has written a new book about the difference between a republic and a democracy. And I, I was struck by how sad it is that we really, uh, you know, have a, an entire generation that doesn't know the difference and that really ju they just, uh, they're so civically uneducated. Is that the right expression? That it just pains me. Uh, I think about how they, they really, they're just clueless. And who's responsible for that? It's got to be us, right? You know, I, I didn't... Um, I didn't drill enough into even my own children. I, I talked to them about it, and they had a fair to middling civics education in the public school system here in Broward County, but I, I should have done more. And I, I'm doing it with my grandchildren, I can tell you that, because they don't learn squat about civics. When you got a seated congresswoman by the name of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who doesn't know that there are three branches of government, you're in deep doo-doo. And, and, and when you tell them this, when you talk to people and say, this is really uh, serious and we have to start paying attention to it, for the most part, they go, it doesn't matter. But it does matter. And at least the people I was with last night know that it matters. And they're willing to fight. You know, I'm talking about people who you would think had had, had enough of the fight. You know, they've been fighting since they were young and they're still fighting when they're old. But they're not done. And there were young candidates there, two of them, Jason Mariner and Rod Dorillis. And they were, they want to fight. And, and, and if we don't get some fighters, some real men up there in Washington, and ladies, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not diminishing the value of strong women. That's apparently all we have, uh, for the most part, in leadership. And, and crazy strong women. Like, the, the Democrat women are absolutely psycho. They just are. You got this uh, governor of New York now. Nobody even knows who Kathy Hochul is. I mean, nobody even heard of her when she was the lieutenant governor. It's like she didn't exist. The, you know, Andrew Cuomo took all the oxygen out of any room that he was in uh, manhandling women. But now she gets out there in front of uh, some group on, I guess it was on Sunday, and tells everybody that they have to go out and be her apostles like she's Christ and that they have to tell the unvaccinated that it's not safe for them because other people are unvaccinated. And over and over again, I keep asking the question and no one will give me an answer, not Fauci, not uh, Joe Biden, not Jen Psaki. If the vaccine works, why am I unsafe if somebody else doesn't get the vaccine? I get that they're unsafe, but I'm not unsafe. And if I get a breakthrough case of COVID, aren't you pretty much telling me that it'll be very mild because I've had the vaccine? It's just, they don't understand why they have confused us so much that it's not that people are uh, anti-vaxxers, they're just nervous. And now, if you don't think this is going to affect our military, and I know everybody's talking about the, the uh, generals that were in front of Congress and got grilled today and basically had to admit that President Biden's been lying to us about Afghanistan.
Big surprise. Woohoo, you know. I knew that. And and they they practically fell over themselves trying to what do they call it? Plausible deniability. You know, well, I uh, there might be I'm not going to say I can't, you know. Well, listen. They wouldn't hesitate if it was Donald Trump. They'd be all jumping up and down. Yeah, he lied. But because it's uh, Joe Biden, I don't know, maybe they feel sorry for him or maybe they're just so sold out to the left and the Democrat Party that they can't even tell the truth under oath. Ugh, gross. We need real men up there or real women, something. And they're destroying our military. Now the Navy SEALs. Now, now think about this for a second. Probably one of the most elite fighting forces that has ever existed in any place on this planet are the Navy SEALs. I mean, they're just, I had a, a, a cousin who was a Navy SEAL, and he would disappear because during the Gulf War, you, you couldn't tell anybody when you were going and where you were going, and so the whole family would be like, oh, where is he? I hope everything's okay. But just an elite, elite fighting force. Not that the Green Berets aren't. They sure are. But, you know, the Navy SEALs have a sort of a, a mystique about them. You know, the Marines have a mystique about them. And whether or not you buy into the mystique, it's an elite special operations troop that we know, right? And now they're being told by their superiors that they won't be deployed if they refuse to get a COVID-19 vaccine, even if they've got an exemption, even if they have a medical exemption or a religious exemption, they cannot be deployed. How is that possible? There's a lawyer, I think his name is Yance, who is representing seven of the SEALs. And he's uh, actually talking to 20 more who are considering jumping in on this suit. Another guy has a firm that represents a, uh, another bunch of SEALs, uh, Tom Timothy Parlatori, right? And his clients have been given the same ultimatum. Some SEALs have even been sent home in the middle of a deployment for refusing a COVID-19 vaccine. So think about this. Special warfare combatant craft crewmen, which is the elite of the elite of the elite, who refuse to receive the COVID-19 vaccine based solely on personal or religious beliefs will be disqualified from duty. Man, deployment, their pay, all of this is going to be affected. And maybe the reasons the SEALs don't want a shot are the same as other unvaccinated Americans. Maybe they believe they have so-called immunity because they had COVID already. Or maybe they have, uh, you know, uh, or, or they feel there's protection against reinfection after getting the COVID-19 and recovering. And then there are people who don't want any medicines that are developed using cells from aborted fetuses. End of stories. They're not anti-vax. They, they, look, they are probably at the extreme lowest risk of COVID. They're physically fit. They're young. They're strong. And uh, they don't know what the risks of or, or the long-term effects of the vaccine are going to be. And they're not comfortable with it. But they're the greatest fighting team we have. So we don't know the exact number of SEALs not getting a vaccine. But I'm saying it uh, could be in the hundreds. If you lose that many SEALs, which is only, I think, 2,500 active members at any given time, we're in deep doo-doo. 
If I were a foreign power looking to wreak havoc, or even a Middle Eastern terrorist rogue nation looking to wreak havoc in the Middle East and know that America will have a tough time getting there to help, this would be my time, you know? And, and of course, you know, this defense secretary, he's garbage. Lloyd Austin, absolute garbage. He's the one who ordered that the troops have to get a shot. He told every branch, every head of every branch, that, uh, that they have to do this. The Navy secretary issued a, a vaccine mandate on August 30th. And any active duty Navy personnel have to be fully vaccinated or have a full vaccine regimen by November 28th. The DOD has said troops can request exemptions, but there doesn't show any exemptions are, are mentioned in the orders. And sailors have already been told they, they'll get punished if they don't comply. I want to send every Navy SEAL a button. I just don't have any left. You must refuse to comply. Of course, the Navy didn't want to answer any questions. I put in a call to the uh, Naval Special Warfare Command. Nothing. No No comment. No, no. They're, they're just above talking to the uh, American press or, or, or American citizens. And I got to tell you, if anybody wants, I am a pastor. I have the credentials. If there's any Navy SEALs or you're related to a Navy SEAL here in the state of Florida where I co-pastor the Solid Rock Ministry, I will sign any document for a medical exemption, for a, uh, a religious exemption because the vaccines may go against your religious viewpoint I wish I had known before I took it that these fetal cells had been used. But, uh, you know, this, this is crazy. We, we have entered, we have transcended just crazy, and we're now into other world lunacy. And, and I don't know. Listen, I don't know how this story ends, really. I, I said last night, you know, and, and Adam Brandon was very hopeful last night, actually very optimistic. And he said he sees all of these, and he crunches numbers even more than I crunch numbers. I crunch numbers as we get closer to elections. He crushes numbers day in and day out all the time. And he said that he's looking at uh, party registrations. He's looking at areas of the country that are flipping. And these areas, um, there are large swaths of the Northwest, the Midwest, the Southwest that are really predominantly conservative even though their big urban centers are, are commanding all of the attention and are predominantly liberal. You know, I'm reading this book. I, I don't know, if, can you call it reading when you're listening to it in Audible? I guess so. I mean, I've, I'm, I'm consuming books now at a pace I've never done before. And believe me, I'm a speed reader, so I can get through books. But this Audible, I listen in depth, no speed listening. You know, I'm listening to, in many cases, the author themselves or some wonderful voice person like my husband. I'm listening to these books and I'm, I'm, I'm stunned at the stuff that I'm finding out. It's, it's really, the, the, the mainstream media is lazy and doesn't do their homework and the American public don't know what's going on. It's sad. I'm reading The, the Big Sort is the book I'm reading now which came out of a recommendation 
by uh, Woke Inc. And I'll tell you, we have no idea what's going on in this country. Last night, uh, Adam Brandon was telling us about the 13, 18-point shift in Hispanic votes. That's huge. In my life, I've never seen a, 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 you know, a, a statistic like that where you would have 18% shift from de- Democrat to Republican in the Hispanic community. It's, if it portends the future, then maybe I can you know, sleep. I don't know if I can sleep tonight because I'll be in the swamp and I have an allergy to the swamp, but uh, I'll do the best I can. You know, it's, uh, it's really, it's going to be, this is the first time I shared this last night and I shared it yesterday on the show, the first time in my life that I'm not looking forward to a trip to Washington, D.C., to the nation's capital. Because when I see a fence with barbed wire ringing my house, the people's house, I'm going to lose my cookies, all right? It's going to be an ugly, ugly scene. And if I were more competent at Facebook and Schmickbook and Schmockbook and all this other stuff, I'd put it all on video. Maybe I'll just do like a selfie and let you see what happens to a patriot who sees their capital ringed by barbed wire fencing. It is not going to be a pretty thing, and I'm not looking forward to it. Anyway, let me take a quick break. Don't forget, coming up at 1 o'clock, Dan Bongino. At 4 o'clock, Ben Shapiro. And we begin this madness all over again tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. with my friends Jen and Bill. Stay right where you are. Um, I'm sure all of you remember a couple of weeks back this uh, lieutenant colonel uh, got, Schiller was his name, he got a lot of attention because he called out the brass. He called out, uh, you know, the people who are making the decisions that ended in a a hasty departure from Afghanistan, leaving behind American citizens, leaving behind all kinds of uh, people who had helped America, and he was a, he was he was upset. So he went viral for speaking out, and today he was in car- yesterday he was incarcerated and sent to the brig. So he went from being a battalion commander to a prisoner for demanding accountability and integrity for what happened in Afghanistan. All he did was ask the question that everybody else, me, you, the whole world, was asking. He even sent in his resignation when he did it, and they denied it. You know why? Because they wanted to do this to him when they don't have to. So send up prayers for Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Scheller and his awesome family, This patriot does not deserve to be treated this way. Uh, This is the kind of, uh, this is the Lloyd Austin school of the military, okay? He knew that there was incompetence. He knew that the woke military leadership is responsible for 13 U.S. servicemen and women dying. So he risked his whole career, risked his pension. He only had three years, and his pension would have been vested. But he couldn't. His conscience wouldn't allow him. And you see these whistleblowers popping up all over the place now, whether it's in the corporate world, whether it's in the military, whether it's in uh, you know the school system. People are tired of our leaders being incompetent and corrupt. That's all. 
We're tired of a, a big business and tech oligarchs controlling the speech dynamics in this country. So a man who fought for 17 years, all right, willing to throw it all away just to say, answer the question. And, and he was one of these guys who said, I don't want to be in Afghanistan forever. But, but it's not a good idea to leave the Bagram airfield, right? A strategic air base in the Middle East. And certainly not before we've evacuated everyone. Did anybody have to pay for that? They just did a, a military, um, an NDAA, and it passed with a million votes. You know, it was a, a handy victory. Did anybody say, I'm not, I'm not going to vote for this bill until we find out who's responsible for the catastrophe in Afghanistan? Somebody needs to put their, uh, you know, their uh, stripes on the table and go home. Somebody needs to say, we completely messed up and I am responsible. And, and instead, they're going to make this lieutenant colonel who asked, who had the courage to post a video saying, what on earth were you thinking? Whose idea was this? Where's the integrity? Why is there no accountability from senior leaders? They tell this man to go out and risk his life. He has to take their orders. He has to take orders from this uh, commander-in-chief who can barely you know, uh, complete a sentence these days. And nobody will answer his question. Instead, they'll punish him. They'll put him in the brig and they'll try him and make a, a big example of him so that no other member of the military ever dares speak out against uh, uh, Austin or Joe Biden. Even if you retire, you can't speak out, okay? This is, this is where we're at today. And, and it's a pretty scary place that we find ourselves. You look at the leadership. I, I, I pointed this out in my podcast and in the show yesterday. You look at this leadership. You know, all I hear from the woke left is, oh, we're tired of old white men. No more old white men. We need more women. We need more brown people, more black people. We need more every kind of people. We need Native Americans. And we need, uh, you know, people who, who, who don't know what gender they are. We need all of them. Because we can't stand all these old white people are running the country. And then you look at the Democrat Party. It's nothing but old white people. I mean, come on. You know, they have a few, uh, I don't want to call them tokens, but they have a few people of color and a few women in there. But mostly you're looking at Chuck Schumer. You're looking at an old white lady, Nancy Pelosi. You're looking at Joe Biden, and it's hard to look at Joe Biden. It's just getting harder and harder. Somebody said to me last night at the event, said, look, I had a loved one who had Alzheimer's disease, and I know that look, uh, and as did I. I, have a I had a mother who had Alzheimer's, and there's a look of fear and terror that comes over them when they start to you know, gr really lose their train of thought and when they're trying to find the right words. And uh, I see that in the president, and I just, it just shakes me to my core because we're not the only ones who understand what debility, what debility a disease, senility, ages, whatever you want to call it, can do to a, a person. So look, uh, and not that he was ever that, that, you know, sharp attack anyway, okay? I mean, I look back at Joe Biden's history and career. The guy is really, uh, he's a bigot. He's lackluster. 
He's unoriginal. He's a plagiarist. And that's, that's it? That's the best we could do? All I heard was, oh, Donald Trump, he's going to try and, 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 and mandate things, and he's going to be a dictator, and oh, you can't trust him. And, 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 then, and then, you know, we find the world's at peace, economy's booming, if COVID hadn't have come, you know, would have been a, a pretty easy uh, campaign to run, right? You know, everything was better than when he got there. But no, they hated him so much it didn't matter. Didn't matter. It was better. They had to put in somebody who would do what they said when they said it. And of course, his backup would be who they really want because she is a person of color. And she's from a big, uh, you know, urban center where the smart people live. And you morons and me, the moron, uh, we no longer have any say in how this goes. And now in California, where uh, Kamal Harris comes from, where my two children and my grandchildren live, now it's all voting by mail, okay? You know, Gavin Newsom couldn't wait till the recall failed so he could put in a regulation for all voting by mail, a regulation where parents are not to be told if their daughters are having abortions or if their children are having sex change operations. It can be withheld from the parents. I, want, I think about this all the time, of just like going in the still of the night and kidnapping my grandchildren. But I'll have to leave the country because, you know, their parents will probably follow. Anyway, let me take a break and we'll be right back. There are days when I just, uh, I, I think to myself, well, you know, maybe today we'll uh, talk about uh, good, good movies or TV shows, but I just, I can't. There's too much going on. When I have the Department of Homeland Security chief on uh, the Sunday show admitting that 12,000 Haitians were released into the United States with more to follow, and then I read that there are thousands of mostly Haitian migrants that are traversing Panama on their way to the United States, uh, and then I have to listen to, you know, when NBC News, which is not exactly friendly to people like me who are uh, concerned about illegal immigration, when a senior DHS official said that there are 20,000 Haitians gathered in Colombia for possible migration to the United States, 1,500 in Panama, 3,000 in Peru, I'm not reading from, you know, some right-wing website. I'm not reading from, like, the Fox News or anything like that. I'm reading from the most mainstream of mainstream, NBC News. U.S. officials are tracking large groups of Haitians in Latin America, including more than 20,000 in Colombia, who, like the thousands now massed on the Texas border, may soon try to reach the U.S. DHS has also said that the internal watchdog, the agency's internal watchdog, is investigating an incident in which a Border Patrol agent on horseback in Del Rio, Texas, grabbed a Haitian migrant by the shirt, which, by the way, I never saw, and I've watched the video over and over again, and in spite of Jen Psaki and Kamala Harris and the ladies at The View and, and President Biden all declaring it is horrific, I have seen nothing horrific. 
you have these men now suspended and they were just doing their jobs. So you got groups in Peru, 3,000 in, in Peru, groups in Panama, about 1,500, and 20,000 in northern Colombia. That's a lot of people. Yeah. If you thought the 15,000 that were camped out under the International Bridge in Del Rio was a sight to see, can you imagine, right? These are people who left Haiti years ago. Most of them left right after the earthquake. And in case you have forgotten, because apparently people have, the earthquake happened in 2010. That's 11 years ago. They've been living in other countries for the last 11 years. But the economic conditions in those countries, well, guess what? That, uh, that propelled them further north. And as uh, Secretary Mayorkas even said, and then there was all this misinformation that you know people were being told that uh, President Biden's administration was going to take them all in, so they all came seeking protection. It's it's just it's absolutely insane. Which is why I'm going to Washington. It's that time of year, and we missed last year, where the Federation of American Immigration Reform gathers together, and we get to ask the experts you know, for their take on what's actually happening. We get to talk with guys like uh, Brandon Judd, who you see on television every night now because is uh, at the helm of uh, Customs and Border agents who, by the way, are quitting. He keeps telling us they're leaving by the dozens on a daily basis. And just like now we have Navy SEALs who will not be deployed because they haven't had COVID vaccines, we now have Border Patrol agents who believe they have immunity because they contracted COVID-19, probably from uh, you know, doing their job. And so they don't want to take an injection now that they have uh, natural immunity, but uh, they have been told by the, by the government that they have to. And no matter what their union says, because the union's on their side, they're going to lose their jobs. So many of them are just leaving, outright leaving, just like the nurses in, in New York. And now you got the governor of New York, who still nobody knows who Kathy Orschel is. But anyway, she wants the apostles to go out. In other words, she believes all Christians should go out and batter the, the other Christians and yell at them and scream at them if they're not vaccinated. That's what your mission is, according to the new governor of New York. Uh, new governor, same old New York. That's all I can say. You're watching people storming malls, uh, just trying their best to just get out from under the government right now. And, and it's impossible. They are just, they're, they're like, I can't even describe it. I've never seen so many uh, awful decisions made at the administrative level. You know, there's always some, there are always a few, maybe every year you look at a presidency, you say two really big errors. This presidency, nine months, like error after error after error, unforced errors, mind you. Nobody had to go through this. We could have stopped them at the border, but we didn't. So now they're all over. And, and I'll tell you, we got a, a military that's going to seed. You got Pentagon leaders uh, defending this chaotic Afghanistan withdrawal. 
you got to feel for them, right? I mean, do they have a choice? Does Lloyd Austin, does, uh, does Millie, do they have a choice? They have to say. Uh, it was the fault of the Afghans and their army and their government. I guess so tired of this pass-the-buck philosophy that seems ever-present in the Democrat Party. The testimony was taking place in front of the Senate Armed Service Committee, and they said they began planning evacuation scenarios right in, in April, right after President Biden said he wanted to get all the troops out of the country. And no matter what they did, Austin said, well, you know, we just didn't think the Taliban was going to take over that quick. It took us all by, these were his words, it took us all by surprise. What? It didn't take, you know, the men on the ground by surprise. It didn't take the enlistees by surprise. It didn't take journalists by surprise. I was listening to them for months talking about Taliban are just poised for victory. And, and, and Austin had the audacity in front of the uh, committee in the hearing to say, uh, you know, let's be clear, those first two days were difficult. We all watched with alarm the images of Afghans rushing the runway and our aircraft. But within 48 hours, uh, the troops had restored order at the airport. I guess, um, unfortunately, uh, then 13 service members were killed in a suicide bombing when they already had restored order. Tell those 13 service members' families that the U.S. had restored order at that airport, okay? Because it's not what happened. And then we had a U.S. drone strike, right? We're supposed to get ISIS-K terrorists, and we get 10 Afghan civilians, seven of whom were children. I just want you to think for a moment, you know, replace the name, the name Biden with Trump. If the Trump administration had mistakenly killed 10 Afghan civilians during a withdrawal that was disastrous like this, he would probably be, uh, you know, he'd probably be in custody. I, I don't know what they would do. They'd certainly be subpoenaing everybody under the sun. They're doing it now. They're subpoenaing people now over January 6th. It's crazy. They are just, they're, they're, they've lost their minds. Fierce criticism. And by the way, this is not good for the Democrat Party in the upcoming 2022 election. I don't think the American people are going to forget those images that quickly. I don't think the American people, from what I can tell, the American people have stopped listening to the authorities for the most part. I look at stadiums filled with people. I call up various businesses. I wanted to rent a, a, you know, one of these party buses, whatever limo things uh, for a group of women who's going to a concert. And no, no mass, no mention of you know, uh, social distancing, none of that stuff. Nobody's paying attention to all this crap. And our poor kids, who have no choice in the matter, go to school and get humiliated and have to wear a mask all day long. But adults, well, we've moved on. And it's true. I'll have my first uh, airport experience since when I went to uh, L.A. and San Francisco months ago. This will be my first experience going through the metal detector as well with two hips that um, have metal. And ceramic, but 
I, I'm going to, I'm sure I'm going to be setting off alarms like crazy. So I'm really, I'm, I'm just, I'm, uh, please, if one person, one person gets on my case about anything between now and when I return to Florida on Thursday night, I will not be responsible for my reaction. Anyway, let me take a break, and when we come back, I will wrap this up today. Hey, listen, just pray for me, okay? Because I'm, I'm, I'm in, I'm in a state. So I'm trying to figure out if my hip replacements are going to delay me at the airport. Uh, there's nothing you can do to prevent setting off an airport metal detector, but uh, you know, they know, they know their implants, and you don't have to carry a doctor's note saying you had a joint replacement, but. You should probably tell security that you had an implant. Tell them where it is. Okay, I can do all that. And uh, I may need an extra 10 or 15. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Listen, at least I, I can walk through the airport. I remember the last two times I went through airports were before both hips were replaced. And I was going out there to California. And there's a lot of walking especially in Los Angeles, from the gate to where I go to be picked up, whether it's, you know, my kid picking me up or an Uber. It's a very, very long walk, and it was the end of the day. And I'll tell you, that was when I knew beyond a shadow of a doubt I had, I had better get these hips done. But I still delayed, and I went out to San Francisco, where all you do is walk and everything is hills, even though they didn't let me go out very much. But they had flights of stairs in my daughter's new beautiful home like one two three flights of stairs and by the end of the uh, first day I was so in so much pain that even my kids said you have got to get the surgery and uh, and I did so now at least I'll be bounding through the op be like uh what was OJ you know with the Hertz commercial when he would go leaping over uh no I probably don't want to be mistaken for OJ or anything like that, but uh, I should be bounding through airports now. This morning, I went out for a bike ride. I was all excited. It was a beautiful day. I'm out there. My bike is, you know, humming along, and then all of a sudden, flat tire in the back. And now, you got to walk your bike back to wherever you are, right? And I thought, wow, I, I don't think I've walked two miles yet. I hope I can do this, you know, not a problem. I walked two, almost two miles, like a mile and, and maybe three quarters, pushing a bike. I met a gentleman last night. He's got a bad knee and two bad hips. And he said, at my age, should I do this? Do it. Just do it. Don't suffer. It's a horrendous uh, amount of pain involved. And, and it goes away. You'd be just fine. Not like uh, poor Sh Lieutenant Schiller, who's in the brig for asking for some accountability on the part of his superiors. You just can't make this stuff up. It's so sad to me. You know, now they, they don't know what else to talk about, right? Because the big problem, and, and by the way, um, thank you to my friend Anthony who is putting together a GoFundMe bail fund for me he's afraid when I go to Washington anything could happen and anything could happen. Look, I, I remember a couple of times ago when I was in D.C. for this very same event, the guy with the, you know, the little mini helicopter that landed 
near the White House, or was it near the White House? Near the Capitol building, I think. Man, they shut down all the streets where I was. And he was some kind of postal worker from Florida, of course, you know, always from Florida. And I just, I, 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 I haven't had a really good time in D.C. in a long time, and I'm not expecting to have one this time. But I, I truly, truly am not looking forward to seeing that uh, fencing around the people's house. I'm not looking forward to barbed wire. It's like, you know, it's like uh, Adam Brandon was talking last night about the Berlin Wall when it fell. You know, he was a, still a kid. I was fully, you know, I was not a kid. I had kids. And he talked about his father made him watch it because he said, I want you to see history as it happens. And he talked about how, how gray and dark everything looked on one side. And he talked about his fear. He now has a son. And he said, and I fear that, you know, if I don't fight hard, if we don't win this fight, you know, this could be the experience of future generations. So I get it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm energized. It's the only reason I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and go to Washington. I'm going to try and behave myself. You know, I, I'm not a crazy person, but I'm, I'm a little bit disturbed with what's going on. And there are going to be some politicians in my immediate vicinity and they just uh, they just might hear my big mouth go go on and on, but these are mostly the good guys, so it shouldn't be too bad. Anyway, um, again, you do not want to miss the next two days of broadcasting from D.C. You don't want to miss the No Restraint podcast, where I'll have more long-form interviews with uh, the movers and shakers. That'll be at the Federation of American Immigration Reform. Hold their feet to the fire. Redux, again and again, rally and live broadcast. I'll be on the rooftop of the Fox News and the C-SPAN News buildings, which should be interesting with a big tent over us, I'm hoping. And the weather looks beautiful, so it should be an interesting experience. And uh, I'll try to get my friend Tracy Beans, who I haven't talked to in a while, to come on over there. And, and she does uh, her D.C report all the time and see if I can get her to come over and uh, show me some show me some sights. Anyway, that's it for me. I thank you for your time this time until next time. My plan is to get on an airplane, go up to the nation's capital and report live to you from there. If it be his will and he delays his coming. Just remember what lies before us and what lies behind us are tiny matters compared to what lies within us. So wherever you are, just be yourself because everybody else is taken. I know I'm going to uh, do my best to make you proud and not, uh, not have to tap into any of you for bail money. Uh, just, just stay well. Be good. God bless you. And may God bless the United States of America. <laughs>